Welcome to the Prodigal and the Priest podcast, a podcast about faith, sports, and two friends from different cultures. Here are your hosts, Joey Scansella and Father Paul Bechter. What up? Yo, yo. (laughs) All right. Listen, we got a great topic today, which comes actually from a deeper question that we had on Prodigal Prodigal and the Priest and Me, which is the question segment, you know, one that we encourage people to ask us questions. We answer those questions because we're smart, yada, yada, yada. Smart, smart. smart. Right? So start, I start with a little drop to intro this. Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. Dude, such a great movie. That's why I became a priest. Princess Bride. Yeah, because that because that uh, that priest saying marriage. That's not even That's, like. Isn't that an Anglican priest yeah, or whatever? Close okay. enough, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and Father Paul's removed from active and priest duty. Bishop, <laughs> this nice clip is sent y'all. to Bishop Burns. Um, okay, so we're kind of talking about marriage, kind of not. We had a great question, which was um, submitted. To our portal, which if you have a question for us, you can submit it at stanneanparish.org slash PTP, or you can submit it through prodigalandthepriest at gmail.com or any other way you can get a hold of us. So they'll get it to us. Um, and the question was, what should kind of I believe in? What does the church believe in when it comes to soulmates? Mm. And we started to think about answering this, and we went on about a 15-minute rant <laughs> off the air, and we thought, well, if we already went on 15 minutes off the air, we can probably add another 10 minutes and rant about it on the air <clears throat> and talk about what it looks like for the podcast episode, right? Yep. Because there's a Maris poll out that talks about, let me open it up talks about soulmates and talks about the uh, United States population. It says 73% of Americans believe in soulmates. And they categorize soulmates in this poll as that there is one person who was meant just for you. And you find that you found that person who was meant specifically for you. 73% of Americans. First question. Do you believe... I mean, I believe that. When I read it, I wasn't surprised by that number. Were you? Oh, by the number? No. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Because most people, be- yeah. you would say, a lot of people you talk I to. I think that's a that's a belief that is uh, pretty deep in our culture. Why? Well, because of Jane Austen, whom I love. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, overshare. I didn't mean to say that, but um, actually, I, I really do. Jane Austen's amazing, but she yeah. also invented the sort of chick flick. Yeah, and I think at the heart of every rom com or chick flick is mm-hmm. sort of this rom com. Uh, nice. Yeah, this this kind of soulmate idea, um, and I do think it speaks to something in people, and it doesn't surprise me at all that so many people uh, espouse this idea. Right, and I I do think it's a little bit confusing, and I brought up some counterpoints. Define your terms. Yeah, you, you got to really define mm-hmm. soulmate, right? Because they're talking about this kind of destiny belief. I am destined to be with a specific person. I have a soulmate. I have one person who was meant for me, right? Which you would say, 
just like crushing people's dreams. Like even someone, okay, I'm married. Was like just, was it just Nikki or was it just circumstance? I mean, love is a choice, right? Mm -hmm. And love is an open door. You don't even get that reference because it's from Frozen, but that's okay. Love is an open door. You know, did Ella sing it? Yeah, and by Ella, you mean Elsa. Yes, she did sing it. So, no, actually, that was Anna. Oh. You didn't even know there was a second sister. It's fine. No. Okay, anyway, what anyway. What about the moose? <laughs> it's a reindeer, <laughs> and his name is Sven, okay? Um, I Sven was the guy. Sorry. No, Kristoff is the guy. Oh. Let's get back okay. to Soulmate. So, um, I've just seen pictures of this. I haven't <laughs> right. actually watched it. So, we'll bring you over. You can watch with Fran. Um, right, like, I had a choice yeah. to... To choose love, to choose love with, you know, Nikki. Right. Her vice versa. So by that destined, by that like definition, you would say like, I was not destined for one person. No. Why? Okay. I just, I don't think that the concept of soulmate is very helpful um, because it makes it seem like there was no choice in the matter that, you know it's it's it plays into this whole thing which is so often how we treat god's will as like this puzzle mm-hmm. that we have to figure out it's out there somewhere right if i just like try hard enough and maybe ask him and he'll answer my prayers and like show me what he's done but like god's will is not this like puzzle mystery box thing that we're probably not going to solve and therefore we're probably not going to be happy because we never figured out God's will for us. Like that's the first thing that I don't like about this because implicit in the idea of a soulmate, there's one person out there. I just have to find them go on this quest. Right. I don't know what I'm looking for, but I'll know it when I see it. Um, (laughs) sorry. Right. I I feel like I'm going into Disney movie trope a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, so I don't think that's a very helpful way to look at things. Now, if there's somebody... Granted, that's the way our culture does. Yes. I mean, look at every, like you said, rom-com, yeah. right, right? Right? Like, I love that one, Return to Me, where, you know that one? No. Where, like, the guy's wife dies, but she's an organ donor, and her heart is given to somebody else who needs a heart trans... What are you What oh. are you talking about? Like, what is that and face? And then he's going to go, like, marry the falls, person with the same heart? He falls in love with the... the it's kind of cool. Yeah. <sighs> Okay. That's where we're different, but awesome. Okay, but All yeah, right. go ahead. Like, yeah. but that's what our c- culture promotes. This idea that like I'm bringing Jane Austen back out of this. Yeah, she's way <laughs> too good for all that. Shout out Jane Austen. She's there fantastic. Go. There you go. I went on a big Jane Austen kick some years ago and read <laughs> a bunch of her books, and then they all started to blend in one to another. And there you go. Uh, Jane Austen, Nicholas Sparks, all the same type of people. <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so that's the first thing is like, I don't think that this perspective, thinking about me, right? Me as in the impersonal me, thinking about somebody out there, um, that they have to like solve a puzzle to figure out who it is they're going to marry. Um, because, and that like, Things might be growing great with somebody. There might be every reason to get married. But then they're like, but is this the one? 
Is this the soulmate? And there's a legitimacy to that question that I want to get to, but there's also like, I don't know. I think like the idea of one soulmate out there leaves sort of this, this doubt always have I found that person. Right. Um, and bigger issue. I just don't think that's how God's will works. Right. It's an idea of, you could use the the term predestination. Right. Which I think, which is a Catholic belief, but is very hard for us to get our mind around and understand how it works with our free will. And that's the thing. You were going to say something. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think people are often confused about that term predestination because like, okay, apply to Nikki and I. Yeah. Did God know that Nikki and I would end up together? God knows everything from all eternity in one moment. So the answer is yes. So yes. Did God force you to get together? Right. But if he knew we were going to get together, wasn't she my soulmate? And that's, that's so that's so, that's so where if the we're being all Aquinas, right? You know what it, I mean? Yeah, if we're making I, it, proper distinctions, right? Like, yes, from the perspective of eternity, um, yeah, you could say I was destined for this this one person because according to God's plan, that's how it worked out. Um, but did God choose somebody beforehand? And then cause me actively to seek out that person or not to find them ever. Now, right. that's missing the whole part right. of how free will plays. And, and we're actually, on the same page here. It's just interesting the perspectives we yeah. come from that I think we toss out terms or we toss out even situations that it's like, well, it's confusing when we use that where people would say, well, how was I not predestined to fall in love with this person? How was I not a soulmate of this person? You know? Yeah. So. Look, no, yeah. the, I mean, just to jump to this point, the reason I really don't like that term is because I can easily imagine somebody who is married, right? And then things start to cool down mm. and then you start to grow apart a little bit. And then you start thinking, did I really find my soulmate or did I make a mistake and marry somebody who was not my soulmate? Mm-hmm. And that can destroy the family. They kind and of that's just reason themselves out the of Catholic yeah. belief. Right. Um, and love is a choice. Because love is a choice. And an open door. Right. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, I, I do want to just, while we're on that idea of like, okay, so predestination is not that God sets this thing up and then like forces us into it to match his plan, which he's imposing on us. Right. He does know everything from all eternity. Right. But Cause he, just to clarify, because mm-hmm. it, it might have been confusing maybe just to me as a listener. As Catholics, we do not believe in predestination. No. As Catholics, we do. Right. But we do in a very certain sense. Right. Okay. That's what I want to Uh, reiterate because I think most of our listeners would say, yeah, we don't believe in predestination. We don't believe like this person was born. Oh, like double predestination. Yes. Calvinism. So, um, yeah, so that's a... A somewhat popular and has been for 500 ish so years. So give an example. Um, the idea that since it's it's taking this idea, since God is omniscient, he knows everything. Yep. And omnipotent, he can do everything. Mm-hmm. And he's eternal, he knows everything in one single moment of eternity, not right. spaced out in time. Um, because of all that, and because of some stuff that they're misreading about the way St. Paul speaks, um, in Romans 9-ish, um, 9 to 11. 9-ish. 9-ish, <laughs> but 9 to 11. Um, right. Because of that, 
there's this Calvinist belief, not only amongst the Calvinists, but it's called double predestination, which is the idea that God creates some people and predestines them infallibly to go to hell. And that God creates others who are predestined for salvation. That right. you, It starts to, when you, as soon as you go down that track, it really starts to limit the the idea of human freedom. And that's what I wanted to art, you to articulate because yeah. I think when people hear just the word predestination, mm. they think of the double predestination. Yeah. I don't think most are educated enough to know there is a difference. Yeah. So, thank you. Um, okay. So, here is one thing that the catechism says about this. It's about in, soulmates. About predestination. <laughs> but it applies. Um, and it's also, it's quoting a big chunk from Acts of the Apostles from the Bible. But um, so in Catechism Paragraph 600, if you're having trouble following me on this, that's a good one to go look to. Mm-hmm. Um, paragraph 600. To God, all moments of time are present in their immediacy. That means like God sees everything not point by point by point in this fourth dimension of time, which is part of creation, distended, stretched out. He sees everything simply because he himself is simple. Okay. Right. When, therefore, he establishes his eternal plan of predestination, he includes in it (laughs) each person's free response to his grace. Y'all see how that works? No, because I'm not God, and it's not that simple to me. That's part of the issue, though. You know what I mean? No, it's... Okay. This is like a mind hurting thing. Well, yeah. A little and, bit. And so what you do with that is you, you stop trying to imagine it because we can't. Um, but start trying to say, okay, God's plan for me includes my free will, includes my decisions, right? He, which includes a true authentic freedom he's created me with. Yep. Um, and that includes who I marry, right? Right. That there is a freedom there. Now, there's also something... I think that and you're getting passionate today, Father. I yeah. love it. I had a cup of coffee like an you hour. You had a cup of coffee. I don't normally coffee, do the afternoon coffee thing. And you saw Christoph Przingis ejected last oh night, which... For steps. Whatever. <laughs> KP. We'll call him KP for short. On this, but, but yes. That was, okay. Yeah. You were, you were, I was, you were feeling it. I was angry. It. Talk was about angry. predestination. Horrible. Horrible. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The refs predestined. Um that game Double to throw that game <laughs> which like the Mavs against all odds were winning they had yeah. come okay sorry yeah but, yeah yeah, we're, yeah we're, y'all can watch but, the go yes. look at ESPN or something right um so <laughs> uh he includes in it each person's free response to his grace and then it quotes something from Acts of the Apostles chapter 4. Hmm. Uh, in this city, in fact, it's Peter's speech. In this city, in fact, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, gathered against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. Um, for the sake of accomplishing his plan of salvation, God has a plan of salvation, mm-hmm. he permitted the acts that flowed from their blindness. He didn't force everyone to follow a predetermined path, For the sake of his plan. God's better than that. He's not going to be outdone or thwarted somehow by our freedom. Our freedom is part of his plan. Now, that matters for vocations, right? I've talked with a fair amount of people who are, let's say, people who are married and middle-aged. And 
somebody might come up to me and say, I, I need to talk with you because I'm kind of going through a midlife crisis right now. And something that comes out is they'll say, I think I missed my, my vocation. I think I was called to be a priest or called to be a nun. Right. And that I, uh, I missed it. And you're like, yeah, it was the better life. <laughs> <laughs> you just like you slam Bucky's cups. <laughs> you, can you just, <laughs> um, and no, what I tell them is like, look, like, okay, okay, this isn't what I tell them, but this is what's going on, right? right? The idea is God had predestined me for this thing. And I right? messed This it was up. his will, and I thwarted it. I messed it up, which means I am doomed to a life of unhappiness apart from his grace. Yep. Because I chose the wrong thing. I didn't figure out the puzzle of his will in time. Right. That's not how God's work. God's will and grace works. Um and it's like, maybe he did call you to a religious vocation. Maybe he actually gave you that grace, that prompting to give up the beautiful, wonderful, natural good of marriage for the sake of a celibate life right. to witness to the kingdom and to serve the kingdom, mm-hmm. right? Maybe he did call you to that and you were like, no thanks. Fine. Right? Right. Like, fine. That doesn't mean that you're done with God. Right. That Every day we face choices that God like gives us the choice of grace. He he and offered not, you this good thing. Right. And you said, Nope, I want this. That's fine. I mean, you know, there's some probably he natural life for us, life abundantly, natu- but like natural yeah. regret. Like yeah. but we we kind of have to be I don't mean to be condescending with this, but we have to be adults about this and just say, like, look, there was there was a door, I chose not to walk through it. And now I'm in this situation and doing this like, but what if, or the grass is greener, or all this stuff, like that's not helpful for anything. That's not right. being an adult. Like, and that's the same thing that can happen with this term soulmate, right? right. It's an excuse. I, chose, I married this person. Now I'm not happy. Didn't I miss my soulmate? Is my soulmate right. out there? Like, that's not how it works. It's really <laughs> an excuse for working, for, like wanting to not work towards love. You know what I mean? Because yeah. love is work. It is work. It is really tough work. There are days that I'm sure Nikki is like, hey, this is really hard and I'm struggling to love you. There's days I am struggling to love my kids. Um, there's days that like, and I have to choose to do it. Choose to love them through the hardships. And I feel like people conjure up this thing. I love playing devil's advocate and that's why I, uh, you know, I've done this If you're this just going to be honest for a minute. Right. If I'm just going to be honest for a minute, but that's why I love talking about this topic and being able to dive in and say, I really think it's a cop out and somebody saying, well, it's because, you know, I believe in soulmates and really, no, what you believe in is like, you didn't really want to work at this other thing. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I know that sounds harsh, and I'm sure we'll get an email yeah. or two about it. We're not trying it, but to be like, harsh or condescending. We're just right. like, but it does take a, a, a degree of bluntness uh, to be clear on this, and I think that that clarity is um, is helpful. It's healthy. Yeah. Um, there's there's a quote I found from uh, Tolkien, J.R.R. Tolkien. I have no idea where it's from. I found it on a blog. Okay. So, but apparently he said it. Nearly all marriages, even happy ones are mistakes in the sense now he's going to clarify right in the sense that almost certainly in a more perfect world or even with a little more care in this very imperfect one both partners might have 
might be found more suitable mates, right? There's, I mean, there's probably, maybe, possibly, someone out there who could have been a better fit. How do we know? But there's a yeah, lot of people. we don't know everybody, right? <laughs> there's a Billions lot of people of out there. It yeah. seems reasonable that there's a possibility. Um, but the real soulmate is the one you are actually married to. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's like, okay, the free will and what you were just explaining about how love is not an emotion. It starts with an emotion that leads us into making this choice. And it's a daily choice, right? right? To grow in sacrifice for the good of the other. And like, that's the real, if you want to use the term soulmate, fine. But like, apply right. it to where God's will is, which is in your current lived reality right now. There's also another point I have. Oh that I think you're going to like, but our listeners aren't going to like. So let's just crush them while we're there, okay? No, yeah, we're already done it, so. The purpose of having a soul is that it should be, like, uh, (laughs) all right, I already messed up this one. Back up, rewind, okay. We want our souls to eternally to be with God for all eternity. Uh-huh. Yeah. You okay? Yeah. You're going to make it? No, that's that? good. Okay. I had water in my mouth and I almost yeah, spat yeah. it on my computer <laughs> when, when I really thought that you were going to like go full on philosophical. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. I was the about purpose to. of having a soul. Yeah, and then I rethought <laughs> the, it. The least jelly-like thing. The least. <laughs> so, to be with God for all eternity. Yeah. I'm married oh, to Nikki. In heaven, am I married? Yeah. What does Jesus say? No. Yeah. And so that's one of my other reasons that we didn't even talk about before doing this, mm. you know, episode is if really there was a thing such as soulmates, I would think you're meant to be with them for all of eternity, not yeah. just here on earth. And what about widows? Sorry, let just tangents yeah, everywhere. You know what but I mean? Like, should we forbid marrying after a spouse dies? Right. Yeah, well, that was your one soul, so soulmate. Like, not pretty soul. sure the Hebrew Bible actually talks about how you should do that. Right. Um, <laughs> well, good thing I don't know Hebrew. <laughs> the Old Testament. Sorry, it's, it's another term for the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Wait, that's the one with like the God of Vengeance. Yes, that's the, the other one, God, the Marcionite God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's a very good point. Like and tick mark less prodigal. Lest, you know, everybody's got pitchforks and firebrands and they're ready to storm this secure bunker where we're (laughs) uh, recording this thing. Um, Like, we're not saying that friendship doesn't remain, that love doesn't remain. St. Paul tells us that, right? Right. Um, But marriage has no purpose in heaven. Right. Because its purpose is to create families here on earth. Yeah. Um, and so we're told that we will be like the angels, yeah, not married, neither given nor being given in marriage. Man, you know what's heaven. interesting on that? So many people like struggle with that. When I've shared that, I'm very cautious to share that. Yeah, because people like, wait, what? Like, I'm, oh, I'm because like, you have these beautiful marriages right. for fifty some odd years, and then you're saying like, it sounds like you're saying uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Compared to eternity, it's nothing. Like, 
No, friendship. I bet Nikki's pumped. She's <laughs> yeah. like, thank God. <laughs> There's an expiration date. Um, no, that's not what we're saying at all. Again, it's bluntness for the sake of clarity to make a point, but don't misunderstand what we're saying. Like, love remains. Right. Friendship remains. These relationships remain. We're not saying that, like, you know, you'll never see your spouse. If, if pray God, you both make it to heaven. Right. Like, there's got to, as part of the communion of saints, um, enjoying yeah. the beatific vision, like, just, of, of it's going to be the greatest thing ever. Right. And maybe there are particular relationships among that. I don't know how that works. Right. Um, so, so what would you say to, though to the person, and this is why we didn't do this question also, but on, you know, prodigal and me, because it's like, we've already been 24 minutes into our episode. Oh. So, but what would you say then to the person who says like, well, then it doesn't really matter what kind of effort I put towards a relationship. Cause really, you know, what about the person who goes the other extreme? Yeah. You have any advice for them? I, I mean, mean, that's stupid, but <laughs> <laughs> right. If- yeah, no, it is. Like, because they're like, well, gonna, there's no soulmate, so I'm not really searching. So I'm just, yeah, I, I think that's the other side of it is like yeah. the person who's like, no, there's this one and I missed it or I found it or this or that. Then there's a person like, well, eh, I'm already you know. predestined and God took into account my slothfulness. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. I, I think there are people the, like that, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I guess um, <laughs> there's a lot there, but um, what would I say to to that? Uh, extend that argument to any other part of your life and see if it makes sense. Reductio ad absurdum, right? The reduce, right? The reduction to the absurd. I love uh, you say these things and you look to me like, yeah, I'm totally, right? I'm, I'm tracking with you. I'm <laughs> tracking with you. No, no clue, but I'm just going to nod and do that. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Like, but, yeah. You know, it's what you're saying in essence is that this life doesn't matter at all in right. any aspect. Right. And that's like, that There's can't, that can't be, be argued really logically against because right. it's just patently false. Right. It's, it's an absurd argument. Um, like, of course it matters. Of course, our response to God's grace matters in um, acting and developing habits of virtue um, and even acting meritoriously with the help of God's grace, like doing good things that are praiseworthy. Right. Um, we could go into a whole nother uh, interesting podcast episode on on the concept of merit because um, that is a fraught theological topic. Mawit. Mawit is what brings us, <laughs> brings together. us together. <laughs> Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, of course it matters. Of course it matters for like yeah. your own happiness. Okay, I know and, it matters. Sorry, I'm, I'm just, I'm, just I'm, playing, <laughs> I'm bringing it up because I think some of our listeners say then, oh, okay, you know, but it's, yeah, you know. No, it, it, it totally does matter. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> you know, you should... You should seek somebody that you're compatible with that you can, you know, intentionally raise a family with. Yeah. Um, and, and can I just say, because we're getting close here to the end, is guys, in hearing this, I don't know what is going through some of your heads. Uh, if it's like fear 
of like, yeah, I am going to, because that article actually cites that men actually believe in soulmates more than women. I would have thought women would have. Oh I, yeah, I, for sure. I would have right. thought the opposite. And I think sometimes mm. like, like whether that be the fear for them to not ask somebody out, <laughs> to actually go ahead and commit to a life with someone, a life of sacrifice, a life knowing that I can't back out, you know, things like that. Like, man up, do that, okay? You know, like, I, I don't know. I just need to okay. toss that out to All say, right. like, I think it's just another reason some guys could use as an excuse to say, well, I don't know if they're really the one, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I, I really want to work at it. Yeah. Because it's work. Marriage is not easy. You know, we've, Nikki and I have been married nine years. We've experienced the loss of a child. We've experienced highs. We've experienced great lows. Like, I wouldn't trade it for anything, but it wasn't easy. It was not easy. Yeah, and that's the same with anything that's worth doing. To be all cliche about it, but actually it's true. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, just to totally, quote, kill, to quote, totally kills, kills to quote JP2 the, the momentum. And Jesus, yeah. yeah. Um. What you watching, what you reading, what you thinking? Mm. Uh, watching playoff basketball. Boom. Me getting, too. Getting angry. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what am I reading? I am reading a collected edition of St. Bernard of Clairvaux's, uh, some of his writings, particularly one called um, On Conversion. It's awesome. Um, I, I had a spiritual director a long time ago who was like, you need to be reading Church Fathers regularly. Like, just pick something and start reading it. It doesn't have to be a systematic read-through. There's too much. Just, like, and just just have, like, church fathers in your life on a regular basis. And, honestly, I always kind of struggle with that because I want it to be a systematic project. Right. And I just never have the steam or the reason to get me through something like that. Right. Um, and so I just picked this up and I got a hold of a Latin PDF because this is how I like to engage things. So I'd right. read it in that and read the English and kind of go back and forth. And it was just so good and uh, great spiritual reading. Um, what am I thinking? Man, I don't know. Like those, that double technical was, what, what I'm really thinking is like that riles me up like few other things. This whole done, and I know that that's this kind of right. goes back to the IKEA thing a little bit yeah. from from one of our previous episodes. Yeah, um, the injustice of it all, and like I can't do anything to change what strikes me and most of America as a bad call um, by the refs. Right, but there's something in me that like wants to accuse them of this plot to take down the team that I sort of care about. Right, like I love the Mavs, but I'm not. I'm not even a lifelong fan. Right. I'm just, they're awesome. So anyway. MFFL, Mav fan for life. Okay. You you haven't heard that hashtag? No. Oh, okay. What's a hashtag? Okay, get out yeah, of here. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it really does like rile me up. And so I'm, it, what am I thinking? I'm thinking like about self-reflection and that growth in this kind of self-knowledge is actually quite important right watching playoff basketball playoff hockey um i love playoff hockey yeah it's, it's good it's fun um it's good. reading i shared this with 
um, our, our leaders with our leadership summit, um, this book called be our guest by Disney, which is like, just talks about kind of the radical hospitality that Disney theme parks do in the way they conduct themselves. And what am I thinking is dude, having another kid in about six weeks and by me having another kid, I mean, Nikki, (laughs) Nikki is doing all, thank you. Thank you. Um, and excited and terrified just what it should be. And that, uh, you know, um, yeah, just another another soul in our hands to try to guide to the Father. So, on that note, let's sign off. On behalf of uh, Joey Scansella and Father Paul Bechter, we want to say take care. And God bless.